This is Indigo Studio. Welcome. I'm Hermine Hartman. Where do you live? It's on the street where you live that's important. A young lady from Inglewood creatively took a look at Chicago from a photographic lens and examined the streets, north and south side, same street, radically different communities with different people and even different property values. As she traveled from home, home Inglewood, to Lane Tech High School, she noticed a lot. She calls her project The Folded Map, and she says she's a social justice artist. And today we're going to talk to her exclusively with a look at Chicago in a new way and a new look. Welcome to Indigo Studio, and today we're going to have an exclusive interview with Tamika Lewis-Johnson and learn about a folded project. But first, I want to hear, what is a social justice artist? A social justice artist is an artist who creates art that helps people think about large, systemic, sometimes world issues, and that's what I do. And you are a photographer. Yes. Okay. My primary medium is photography. However, I have branched out into other mediums. That's wonderful. So let's start from high school. Yeah. When you first made notation, a mental notation. Yes. So as you went from Inglewood community to Lane Tech every day, yes. you noticed something. What did you notice? What caught your eye? Well, one, this is before GPS. This was in oh, 1993. Yeah. <laughs> you had to know where you were you going, right? You had to know the grid map. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of a generation of traveling black teenagers who had to go out of their neighborhood for resources, most often school education. And so every day on that commute, that was my first time going so far outside of my community. And this is at the age of 13, 14, 15. So the things that you notice kind of stick with you. How, how long was the commute? I had to be at the bus stop by 530 in the morning to make it to school by 8. So, okay. so you were you were traveling, oh, sister, right? Oh yes, and every day I would look out the window on the train and the bus, and that's when I started to see how different mm. my community looked, and actually how bad it looked in comparison to the neighborhood that my high school was in. Mm. And I never thought my neighborhood looked bad. But you also met something when you went to Lane. Mm-hmm. You met a different group, a whole different group of people. Tell yeah. me about that. Lane Tech has a large student body, 4,000 students. And even though the demographics, the racial demographics of it is different today, in the 90s, it was equal percentage black, Asian, white, Latino. So as a young 13-year-old, you know, you get exposed to actually what Chicago represents. We're a diverse city. And it was by meeting those friends that I would get to know all of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I would get to know neighborhoods that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Logan Square, Latino neighborhood, my friends from the West Side. I didn't even know what the West Side was. My friends on the North Side who had parents from other countries. 
I thought they were black like me and they were actually Nigerian, Jamaican, Belizean, Asian friends, not only from Chinatown, but also on Devon. So those friendships really introduced me to the diversity of Chicago. The real value of integrated yes. education, yes. right? It expands your worldview. You you don't have a choice but to start to get curious and, and learn about people and also the commonalities you have with them. I was going to say, and then from the mingling, you find that human factor. Yes. Where we're all alike. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have common interests. Mm-hmm. You have music in common. You have other passions in common. And you really start to understand that all the differences and stereotypes are just what's projected onto us, that we really do have more in common. And sometimes it takes those very difficult, sometimes awkward questions that you have to ask each other to get to know each other's culture that makes it feel like you're so completely different. But at the core, you know, you're not. You're not. So fast forward. So tell me about the Folded Map Project and how we got there. So on that long commute, you know, one of the observations I had was not only how different my neighborhood looked from the neighborhood that Lane Tech was in, but the streets. That was my first time realizing, oh, Ashland goes all the way north, Halsted, Western. And the main thing that I asked myself is, why do they look so different? Mm -hmm. And so as I got older, and realized how segregated Chicago was and how a lot of people didn't have the experience I did in high school. They weren't exposed to a lot of different kinds of people. I started to think, what if they met each other? What if Chicago could like fold itself (laughs) so people could meet each other, fold itself into each other, fold it at its zero point so that we could touch. So you were, one, recognizing Chicago, the most segregated city. Yes. But you were also recognizing the grid of the streets and how Chicago is laid out, where Madison Street is our zero zero point. Yes. And then we go south. And then we go north. So that's where the folded map concept came from. Exactly, because we're on a reticular grid, meaning that we have mirroring points. Even though the street names might be different, Mm -hmm. they all have a numerical value. Mm -hmm. And you have mirroring points on the north side and the south side. So we're unique in that way. Mm -hmm. So it was very simple to just identify the addresses that are similar and go north or go south. So now we got a folded map project. What did you do? So what I started to do was really think about how I wanted to compare these addresses. So I centered the project on my home neighborhood, Greater Inglewood. And then I found its sister neighborhoods, which are the neighborhoods on the north side that if you were to fold Chicago's map at its zero point, they would touch Inglewood. What street did you look at? I looked at Ashland, Winchester, Damon. What's another one? Oh my gosh, I just forgot. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take, we're gonna be right back. Lina, Walcott. All right, we're I gonna, we're gonna come right back, okay. and not only hear about the streets, but yes. I want to hear what the folded map project reveals: South Ashland yes. versus North Ashland. Don't go away. You want to learn more about the folded map project? We'll be right back. <laughs> To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. 
That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Here's to those who refuse to accept they're only human. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, proud server of the most advanced machine on earth. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. For all the journeys ahead, go with a partner who's been there from the beginning. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities well into the future. Enroll at bcbsil.com. Okay, so let's take a street. Let's take a single street and tell me about your project and what you saw and what you learned and what the differences were. Yes. Ashland? Ashland. Okay. One of the address pairs in the project is 6720 North Ashland and 6720 South Ashland. Mm -hmm. The exact address is 15 miles apart, and yet they are very different. Not only the actual building infrastructure, but around it, the sidewalks, the streets, and that is all due to disinvestment. And the unfortunate reality is that The difference in those streets really demonstrate that predominantly black neighborhoods have been treated unfairly and have been disinvested in. And that's one way to plain as day show the difference. So you were looking at racism. You were looking at segregation. Yes. So you're looking at disinvestment. So what did you see? What were your qualitative differences Mm -hmm. between the South Ashland and the North Ashland? Well, that's the actual part where there's commonality, Mm. there's empathy. Mm. You have people who share a passion of wanting to have a more fair city. Everyone that participated in Folded Map, regardless of where they live, they cared about this issue. And so they had that in common. Mm -hmm. And they knew that the history of our city has mistreated black neighborhoods. They recognized They recognized it. it. And even if they didn't know it through the project, Mm -hmm. it was proven. Mm -hmm. And then also for the South Side residents, uh, they felt validated because it was something that they've known their whole life. So to have a project basically explain what they've known, what they felt about their community, and then to have someone from an over-resourced neighborhood understand and truly listen, it was validating. And so you were able to see that during the MAPSWIN interviews of the project. Okay, so now you have noticed these differences and you've looked at the demographic and you've Mm. looked at the real estate. Yes. Then you looked at the people. Yes. And then you brought the people together. Yes. Talk about that, how you brought these people together, introduced them to each other so that they could talk. So when they met each other, the history of how they came to live in the neighborhood that they live in and ultimately the difference in the property values. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it gets very interesting and uncomfortable 
but also the recognition of it being unfair. Now, you are a third generation mm-hmm. living in Inglewood. Yes. Did, and when you looked at your families and you compared and you contrast, mm-hmm. were they all relatively new to their neighborhoods mm-hmm. or did you find generational aspects? Oh, most of the South Side residents in the project were generational. You know, um, their families, their their parents owned a building and they left and came back and were living in the building. Or similar to me, they grew up with their grandmother in the building that she purchased. So it was very familial. It was all family buildings, mm-hmm. which was something that was not the same on the north side. These were new people to those neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting is that a lot of the north siders in the project recognized that uh, the south side residents seemed to have like a strong community. They knew people for decades on their blocks where the north side residents, they admitted that they don't have that, that it's all new neighbors. Whereas the Inglewood residents, they grew up knowing everybody on the block. So you, when when you got married, mm-hmm. started your family. Yes. And now you're looking for housing. Oh. And you chose a house yes. to buy mm-hmm. in Inglewood. Yes. So in talking about the issues of Inglewood, mm-hmm. problems of Inglewood, mm-hmm. you did something very interesting. Mm-hmm. And you brought people together yeah. in Inglewood as a community. Yes. Tell me about that. We grew up in Inglewood, so we definitely didn't feel like we had to stay in Inglewood. But the unfortunate reality is we couldn't afford to live in any of the other neighborhoods that we had grown to like. So we just decided to go back home to Inglewood and purchase a house. And so it was at that time that I started to meet other young homeowners Mm -hmm. who uh, were around my age and, you know, were moving back to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that's when we got together, uh, one of those being Aisha Butler. Mm -hmm. She had an idea to start the Resident Association of Greater Inglewood and invited myself and 10 other friends who were homeowners in Inglewood and renters in Inglewood if we wanted to join her in starting this organization. And we agreed because we thought it would be a great way to meet people that you didn't necessarily grow up with who are also invested in the community. Because, you know, the South Side, it can definitely feel like a family, but sometimes you don't get to know families who are blocks away. And so this was a new way to meet some new neighbors. And that's exactly what we did around 2010. So we'll be right back. Don't go away as we listen to this fascinating project on neighborhoods in Chicago and what you discover. Don't go away. We'll be right back. To be positioned for the future, Companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Technology is meant to make our lives better, especially when it makes them easier, happier, and healthier. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com.
That's the sound of the Calm Ed Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy efficient products. So you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. From preventive cancer screenings and diabetes care to hypertension and behavioral health management, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. So now for Greater Inglewood, yes. you've got a resident association, yes. similar, kind of, sort of, like a block club. Yes. What did you What did you learn from that? What did you get from that? What was the empowerment from that? Yeah, so the primary reason Aisha Butler had the idea to start Rage and invite us to be co-founders with her is because <laughs> Greater Inglewood has six aldermen. So six, six aldermen, one community. One community, or technically two, but Inglewood and West Inglewood, we call that one, Greater Inglewood. And so all of us are divided by the automatic wards. And so it makes it very difficult to find out about resources that this one community could be receiving or how to even come together to get what you might want, because we're divided by so many aldermen. So this association was a way to bring us all together so that we could share information and resources regardless of the aldermanic wars. That Did we you bring in. the aldermen together? Well, you know, there was definitely effort to have <laughs> that <laughs> happen. I know, it's very hard. I but definitely believe that Rage had a hand in helping the aldermen see how beneficial it could be to work together because the residents want that. Mm -hmm. So your project is innovative, oh, it's creative, you. but you, you. really sh shored up mm. the racism oh, and yes. the segregation and how it functions in yes. the city. So I know you're not done. No. I know you got another project. Yes. Tell me about the new project. Uh, well, Folded Map just seems to keep having little babies that are growing mm -hmm. up, and Inequity for Sale is Folded Map's latest baby. And it really looks deeper into how racism and generational wealth, the disparity of generational wealth in Chicago was ultimately created all because of racism. And so it looks at contract buying or the discriminatory use of land sale contracts in the 50s and 60s. So explain contract buying. Yes. Yeah, so land sale contracts is basically a rent to own where you don't own your property, you pay, you know, rent. And at the end of this contract, whatever you've put towards it, you can own. So it's not in and of itself a bad tool, but it's how it was used to steal, legally steal money, money from black homeowners. So a lot of them had land sale contracts, but thought they had mortgages. They were so, lied to. And, and then if you miss... If you missed one, one payment, payment, you then could they took the property. Yes, and that's usually how those black homeowners found out that they didn't own their home. So for a neighborhood like Greater Inglewood, who has low home ownership rate, about 28%, the question is, well, when has it ever been higher? And it hasn't been higher because of this period in Chicago's history, even though we can all remember where 
we know people own black people own their homes. But the unfortunate truth is a lot of them were tricked because of racism. The most interesting thing is that Chicago is so unique, not only because of our grid map, but because we are a legacy segregated city. So just because we've been segregated doesn't mean that we haven't disrupted it. We are very creative and innovative, and we've had many movements where people across race have come together to advocate for each other. I mean, even with the Black Panthers, even with the civil rights movement, Chicago has been central in organizing. So we actually do come together, but you don't hear about those stories. And we should continue to do that. We have to advocate for each other. It has to be a multiracial movement. People have to care about the mistreatment of black communities because we all know that in this country that when black people fight for their rights, everyone benefits from that. Other minority groups benefit from that. And that's the case with civil rights. So what about the new communities? Mm -hmm. Because that's where I see solution, yes. is that the new communities have a different base and a different agenda and a different yes. purpose. So like the South Loop. Yes. Okay. Like the West Loop. Mm -hmm. Those are new communities. How do, how do those fare into your, into your social justice formula? Well, I think it's too much focus on those new communities. Ah, and not enough. Yes, on legacy, on legacy. Okay. legacy communities like Bronzeville, like South Shore, like Greater Inglewood, like Austin, like Roseland, like Pullman. Mm -hmm. These are places that have been neglected and disinvested, and they really should be invested in because why shouldn't those locations be a destination point? Why wouldn't you want tourists to be visiting those neighborhoods? We have so many neighborhoods that are predominantly black in Chicago that haven't been properly invested in. And it makes no sense because all of our neighborhoods should be destination places. It would help generate more revenue in the city. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would attract some of the black population that we have lost. Mm -hmm. It just makes economic sense to just be fair. What neighborhoods will you be looking at in the new project? Oh, well, you know, in order to help people understand large issues, I always center Greater Inglewood. So Inglewood first. But I will be expanding the project to include the neighborhood that was most impacted by land sale contracts, which and is... some of that's on the west side. Yes, most of it on is the on west the west side. side. Lawndale, Garfield Park, they were devastated mm -hmm. by land sale contracts. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't know that Greater Inglewood was also. We just know that it's the poster child for the most horrible neighborhood, but... How it got that way mm -hmm. is what I'll be focusing on and then also making that connection with our fellow Westsiders. What do you, what do you think about the mayor's initiatives, mm -hmm. uh, South, West Side, for yeah. investment? What do you think about that? I think that it conceptually is a great plan that is long overdue. However, the implementation of it is problematic, mostly because of the pandemic, we weren't able really to see it fully be implemented in a way that wasn't interfered with the pandemic. But, but is it downtown saying what Inglewood needs or is it Inglewood saying what Inglewood needs? Well, that's the other piece of why a plan like this has to be scrutinized by the residents so that it won't be 
downtown saying what's best for these communities that have been historically disinvested. Be community in. up. Yes, it should be. And I know that the city is trying to make it that way. However, my opinion is that it should have happened sooner. So with the Obama Center, mm. Woodlawn was such a community yes. that was impacted with mm. the contract buying and yeah. the segregation mm -hmm. and gentrification and so forth. What do you think the impact will be on housing in yeah. the Woodlawn from the Obama Center? We always yeah. hear that the Woodlawn Center, yeah. uh, the Woodlawn community is going to be the impact, but that's not the only community that's oh, going to be impacted. No. South, South Shore, Shore is going to be every... impacted, <laughs> and Hyde Park is going to be. Oh, what definitely. do you think that impact will look like? Uh, well, I know those residents, specifically in Woodlawn and South Shore, have some legitimate concerns. The primary one is, how come their neighborhoods haven't gotten invested in until this conversation of the Obama Center, mm -hmm. but also traffic and then hopefully them not getting priced out. Mm -hmm. So it does have the potential to change what those neighborhoods look like, who lives there. And, and I think the primary focus should be ensuring that the existing residents don't get priced out. Mm -hmm. But with such a huge draw like the Obama Center, that's that's a possibility, but I think we can, we as a, we don't know, but we should put things in place to help ensure that. And then also, you know, just the schools that are around there. High um, Park, High Park High School is right across the street. Exactly. Is down the street. Exactly. And so, these are some legacy high black high schools that I hope won't be, you know, changed. Mm -hmm as a result of, you know, such a major draw coming to the South Side. But, you know, the Obama Center, I think it should be on the South Side. However, it definitely does have a lot to work out with the residents that are there. And, we, and we're in a wait and see kind of mode because yeah. we're four, what, yeah. four years away, right? Yeah. No, it's so true. So we keep our fingers crossed that it does all of what it's supposed to do, I including the land, including the yeah. real estate and the residential areas. And making sure that the residents have access mm -hmm. to this space. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you so much oh, for being with me. I like you your, your uh, I love your project. I think it's very creative. Mm -hmm. It's innovative, but it's also simple. I mean, yes. it's like you can argue all you want, but here it is. Just slice right through it. You go right through it. Just yep. draw the line. Yep. So let's get a map. And fold it, and you'll see what Tamika's talking about. Exactly. Tanika, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Continue your work. Oh, You're doing great things. Oh, I love the innovation of it. Oh, thank you so mm. much. Thank you very much for being with us today.